0: I am convinced, and then I'll just, we're going to do testimonies. Those of you who came and prayed, you heard the Lord, you had something encounter, you had a word, I want you to start today, Helen, with your dream. And then I want you to share from the dream, the vision you had of the stream of life. Yeah, the wave, whatever you saw. We got water everywhere. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I said, so come on up. Yeah, come on up. And then at the last 10, 15 minutes, we'll, we'll touch on the Bible reading we did today. And we'll get into small groups, pray for each other, and we'll touch on uh, Matthew 21 and 1 Corinthians 5 was today.
1: Hi, everybody. <laughs> um, I had a dream um, this morning at 5, and um, usually when the Lord gives me a dream to remember, that he wants me to remember, it'll be between 5 and 6. Other times he's given it to me at 2, 3 in the morning, 1 in the morning. I can't remember in the morning. I, I know I had a dream, Lord, but I can't remember what it was. So now it's 5 or 6 in the morning. So he gave me this dream, and I'm seeing myself standing here in the sanctuary, up here in the front, and there's people everywhere, and everybody's rejoicing, celebrating. It's like a celebration. And I'm seeing people with flags, with streamers, with drums. I mean, everybody's just excited and and happy and worshiping and singing and dancing and out, everybody. Not one person was sitting. And I go outside and I'm telling somebody that's in front of me and I'm telling them, oh, I got to go home and get my tambourine. And then I'm outside and outside there's people doing the same thing. They're dancing, they're singing, they're talking to each other. They're happy. They're it's like a big celebration. So um, I told Steve when I shared my dream, um, I didn't know what the interpretation was to that dream. But um, as we were praying, as everybody was taking their turn praying here this, today, um, what the Lord was showing me was I saw this big wave coming. And the wave is the, the wave of the Spirit. I was telling Pastor Steve, I said, I think that wave is the spirit coming. Um, and then I know that the wave also represents water. So I'm, I was telling him, I said, well, it's that too. So I believe something's coming in these three days that we're going to have, I'm going to call it revival. Just call it
0: revival. That's yeah, your, your, your that We're going to have this
1: revival. Um, so I was just saying that, that we can all be, I was telling him that we could be submerged in that wave of the Spirit. He's going to do something in those three days, and um, so I want to share that. But also, um, at home, um, I read. I was reading um, Psalm 16.
0: Good. Yes, please.
1: And I need to read that. And it's like I was like, oh my God. I was reading it to my son. I go, Eric, listen to this. And as I was reading it, the Word of God was coming alive to me and. And my heart was like I was going. This is how it feels, Eric. Like this, you know, just a lot of love and joy, and so okay. Psalm 16 from the Passion Translation. <sighs> okay, Lord, keep me safe, Almighty God. I run to you, my safe place. And I, that just reminds me when we all have our time with the Lord, our intimate time with the Lord at home. Mm-hmm. I said to God, I want to say God, but it says Yahweh. You are my maker and my master. Any good thing you find in me has come from you. And he said to me, my holy lovers in the land are my glorious ones who fulfill all my desires. Mm. Yet there are those who yield to their weakness, and they will have troubles unending. I never gather with such ones nor give them honor in any way. All right. now. God, you alone are my inheritance. You alone, you are my prize, my pleasure, and my portion. You hold my destiny and its timing in your hands. And I thought of Norco because she prayed that. Your pleasant path leads me to pleasant places. I'm overwhelmed by the privileges that come with following you. And I thought, ah, Lord, that is so true. The privileges that we have, walking when we're walking yeah. with Him, yeah. the privileges that He gives us with Him and favor around with, we have it all, right? Favor, grace with Him, and with the people. And um, the way you counsel me makes me praise you more, for your your whispers in the night give me wisdom, showing me what to do next. Because I set you. God, always close to me. My confidence will never be weakened, for I experience your wraparound presence every moment. My heart and soul explode with joy, full of glory. Even my body will rest confident and secure, for you will not abandon me to the realm of death, nor will you allow your faithful ones to experience corruption. Because of you, I know the path of life. As I taste the fullness of joy in your presence, at your right side, I experience divine pleasures forevermore. And that is, that is so true, you guys. That is so true. It's yeah. so true. That as you walk with the Lord and your intimacy with the Father, I see it in Oracle, I see it in Allison, I see it in Diane, I see it in different people. I see it in Pastor Steve and Cabby. I see it in different people. That intimacy and, and, and all the beautiful, the beautiful presence that lays at rest on our our pastor and on all of us as people, as his people, God's people.
0: Go ahead and pray for that. <laughs> so, <laughs> if you're new with us, we always stand when the, after the testimony to receive the impartation, you, Get, posture our heart to receive. Please, lay it on us.
1: <laughs> thank you. Father God, I thank you. I thank you, Father, all that you are for us, for each and every one of us. I thank you, God, that no one is left out. No one is left out of your kingdom that walks with you those that walk with you, those that serve you, those that pray and call out to you, those that talk to you. I thank you, God. Not one, not one is left out or abandoned or forgotten or left behind. Thank you, Father. Thank you, and I bless all our, uh, every pastor in our church, I bless every person in this church, your body, your people. (laughs) Father, with more grace, with more, uh, more connection of your intimacy with you, God even closer, draw us even deeper, even deeper into your heart, Father, that we can walk with your heart of love and mercy and compassion and grace, that we can walk, Father, with your heart for the broken, for those out there that need you, Lord. In Jesus' name,
0: amen. Amen, amen, Amen. (laughs) Praise the Lord, you can be seated, whoever would like to come up next. I got uh, on the chat. Uh, Larry, just you want to know, I got a chat that from uh, Dana's son that uh, everything went well and she is resting and praise the Lord. Yeah, You're welcome. Fresh from the Amen. conversations.
2: That's great. We we prayed in our, our group session too today at 2 for Larry, for uh, Dana. And what I'd like to do is pray right now for something that, yeah, we, we've been praying also for Mac McCoy. I'd like to pray about if you don't mind, this is what I would like to do tonight. We prayed for it. Our, our session today is the people in Florida. Yes,
0: yes, of course. So,
2: so if we could all stand, we'll, we'll pray this. Um, before we do, guys, um, I want you to know that God has called us to operate in miracles. Mm-hmm. And he says in James, he says that we're to ask in faith. And the man that doesn't ask in faith should not expect that he'll receive anything. So I loose the level of faith today and the level of authority when we pray for the situation in Florida. You know, uh, people would call it sometime, non-believers, an act of God. But I'd like to ask a question in the book of Job when God said to, to Satan, look, you can take anything that he has, but you can't touch his body. That was the first time he came. When that house collapsed on his family. And the the people came with horses and stole away all of his cattle and all of his possessions. Was that an act of God? Of course, it's not always an act of God when we see some kind of horrific act of nature. We realize there's other forces, including forces of the devil. So I remember when Pat Robertson um, spoke years ago from Virginia Beach and it became News that he spoke to the hurricane and spoke that it would turn around and go back, and it did. Jesus stood in the boat when they had a tempest in the boat coming and a storm brewing, and he spoke to the winds. I just release faith now that we do this right now. Father, in Jesus' name, I declare over the state of Florida, where Hurricane Ian is, we declare, we speak to that storm in the name of Jesus to be quelled and arrested by the Spirit of God. It is not an act of God. And we declare in this case, Father, where two or more agree as touching anything, that that storm, as it did offer Virginia Beach, and off of that boat among the disciples, we declare that storm is yes. stilled in Jesus' name and turned and reversed and sent back to the ocean and evaporates there in Jesus' name. Can you say amen?
0: Amen. 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 Okay, who'd like to shout?
3: Hi, um, I, I go by Heil. Um I've been here off and on for about six years, and I've been in a refiner's fire because I have a very strong calling in the um, reconstruction of the church for the end times. And I just am here to edify the leadership. Um, when I first came, I'm on a different assignment near here. Um, I saw the strongholds, I began to intercede, and I've been kind of in and out of the church and, and I, I slipped away for nine months and came back and I saw the strongholds were crumbling and they're practically out the door. And I was blown away that God would use somebody like me to pray and intercede and speak the heart of God to this church and to see the fruit of it in this church. and. Yeah. I'm really bad with names, but the worship leader, I I see her heart completely transformed, and, and the team, and they're following the voice of God. The heartbeat of the spirit. They're laying down the religious ways, and they're following the flame, and the church is following the flame. And I'm seeing the fruit of it. And 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 pastor, you too. And it's just you, you. You're embracing the broken of all people. The religious spirit would attack the fact that I have a service animal, that I'm homeless in my car. But yet you love me unconditionally, and you embrace me, and 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 I know that you I have a debt. And I know that, 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 that the church is hurting. Um, financially and and even in numbers but I I see that you have been in the refiner's fire and I I remember a glimpse of the massive calling upon this church and the challenge from the Lord saying if they go through the refiner's fire then they will get the promise that I have for them and I look at you and you're going through the refiner's fire and I and he shows me the heart that, that you have it's soft it's pliable. It's exactly where he wants it to be, yeah. and I know that he's gonna provide for your for the for the for for the needs of this church and the people. Not, don't be afraid, because if I, in my singular person, have to put my faith upon the Lord to provide, I know he's gonna provide yeah. for you because your heart is the same, and the finances are just gonna flood from heaven. Him. And and I, and I ask him, I mean, God's like, you know, the, they're coming, they're coming, and they're rougher around the edges. But I look at you, and I'm like, you've embraced me. You're gonna be fine. Because your heart is tender. Just keep remembering his heartbeat. And it, sometimes it might get a little rough, but he'll just pour more grace and more, more love into this. And I'm just honored that in my season, i got to see this fruit and i'm very proud of it and yes the the glory rave is coming i see it because uh, i'm a part of this and it is following falling and i just say well done well
0: done yeah. praise, <laughs> <the Lord. laughs> praise you. thank you thank you praise thank you. the encouraging word anybody else who's who's next we've got a few more minutes Praise the Lord. Okay, Diana's going to come up. Whoa. It is so. Uh, if I, w- I wish, w- that's part of the reason we're building these teams is we want to communicate a, wee- a weekly email about the movement of the Spirit and the promises that are emerging. Please, I was filling in while you were walking up. What? I was filling in time while you were walking up.
4: Oh, so I have I come in typically at 3 30 um, with Ali with Norco. Mike shows up at four and we kind of move into worship, not just prayer. And um, I'm with Dennis and Kareem and David and and um, what we're doing is we're we're just kind of moving that listening into music. And, and that's what we're allowing to spill over into the worship. And today, um, Mike had been hearing early this morning that the Father was saying, you know, in my house is where your identity lies, and, and in my house is, is where you're safe. And he sent me a text. and. Was kind of praying over it, and then all kinds of things happened as they do. Our lighting system completely crashed, and um, other things were going on. And so the team got up here without me on the keyboard, and Kareem just started playing his violin, and Norco and Ali just started singing. And they just—they didn't wait for everything to be right. They didn't wait for everything to be in place, and they just stepped in. And that's the invitation that we're in. In this moment, God's saying, you don't need all the things you think you need to enter into my presence, to enter into that place. Just bring your heart and just come. And as they entered in, it just got sweeter and it got bigger and it got deeper. And then we jumped in and we entered in and we were in Psalm 16 and then we were in the building and then the Isaiah
0: 8.
4: Isaiah 58. We're in Isaiah 58. And the building and the foundation, and he was just talking. And it's like, look. And, and he began to give the word that if you've been in a deconstruction season, don't fear. I'm just taking away the things that, would, that were not of me. He's like, I'm, I'm removing the things. And he said very clearly to me, no lie can exist in the foundation where I'm the cornerstone. And so in the, in the dismantling of our walls, maybe it's felt like punishment or judgment or I'm not in the right place. And the Lord's like, no, in my love and my mercy, I'm going after the things that will not go into the next season with you, that are not part of my foundation for you, my foundation that's built on the cornerstone of my son. I've been, in my mercy, removing those things that somehow got mixed into your cement that were never intended to be part of your foundation. And now he's established Jesus. He's established Jesus as our chief cornerstone. And so now the rebuilding is taking place and the walls are coming up whose builder and maker is God. It's his city he's building in each one of us. So if you Mm understand, I just wanna bless each of us in this reconstruction moment that there will be such joy with every stone that is laid, if you feel you're standing in the midst of rubble, he says, find the cornerstone. Mm -hmm. Find the cornerstone. It has not moved, and there is where the foundation lies secure. Nothing is lost, and all will be gained. And so, Father, stone upon stone, precept upon precept, you are building your house on your logos and it is becoming your rhema in this moment and so here we are living stones living epistles here to receive from you and to give back all glory and all honor that is due your name be made the may it be a glorious house may Jesus shine through every stone and every brick and may you, Father, may your heart be overjoyed in the magnifying of your Son in this house, yes, in this region. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. In Jesus' name. In Jesus Amen.
0: Name. Amen. Amen. Yes, yes, please.
5: Hey, I would love to just add to that um, since I, I got to be part of the one to two session of praying and then uh, the one of which Diana spoke. And there was that theme of rebuilding. And uh, every time I see this for the conference or the gathering or convocation that says returning, I see the word rebuilding. And so I just want to speak to that Nehemiah series that you spoke on, Pastor Steve spoke on a series, and it is online, by the way, um, but it's, I believe, yeah, and it, it, um, yeah. it was from like seven years ago. And he started, and he then he brought it up again like three years ago for us to just, grab a hold of. And I believe it's coming around again. Like, the Lord does that, right? He brings those themes around again and again. Woo-hoo! Yeah. yeah and um, yeah, yeah. I remember you started that series with this idea that, um, and just being half Japanese, I totally claim this, there's a Japanese type of pottery called kintsugi, and where the broken pottery is, uh, is filled with gold, so the cracks and the places that are breached are filled with gold, and it actually makes the piece of pottery that much more valuable you know, and guess what? That's us. <laughs> yeah. And he filled, yeah, he's filled all my breaches with his gold, with his, with his divine love and with his healing. So it's stronger than before. And, and, and filled with him. Yeah. Cause he's, yeah, he's, divin- he's divine. Oh, you're so divine, Jesus. Yeah. Um, and so there is a rebuilding happening and I just wanted to speak. Uh, and so, uh, Helen and, and Steve, we're talking about Jeremiah 31, and you can read it another time maybe, because it's, it's, you know, you can read it on your own and meditate on it, but it starts like, I will rebuild you, virgin Israel, and you go will go out and dance with your tambourine again. So Helen, you were talking about, I gotta get my tambourine. Right, and it goes into all this restoration that the Lord will do. Uh, but I just wanted to also declare Nehemiah 8.10, you know, when the when the walls were being rebuilt, and maybe go over, Nehemiah, in your, in your times with the Lord and read it over again and don't despise the day of small beginnings, yeah? Isn't that from Nehemiah? Don't despise the day of small beginnings. Am I missing that up? Does no, it's anybody... Zechariah.
0: Oh, d- four. Zechariah.
5: But you know what? I think it had to do with that same rebuilding of the walls. Yeah, it was. Okay, it was, perfect, was, okay. Yeah, was, yeah, they're all in. Thank you, Thank you Pastor Steve. <laughs> yeah. um, so, Nehemiah 8.10. Nehemiah said, go and enjoy choice food and sweet drinks and send some to those who have nothing prepared because many are coming in, they have nothing prepared. Oh, I, don't, I don't have anything prepared except the Lord Jesus, right? Um, this is day is holy to our Lord God, so don't grieve anymore, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. So even as this is a new year, you know, by the Jewish calendar, right? Year 5783, where we've been through a seven-year cycle of a lot of the refining fires. Hallel, I'm sorry for saying it wrong, but how you're saying, right? The refining fires, and there's been much loss, et cetera. But now there is the uh, restoration and the rebuilding, uh, all based on our chief cornerstone, Jesus. So would you guys mind standing up? And I just want to release that fiery blessing of God in the joy of God, (laughs) just because because you're so good, Lord. So, um, Lord, I thank you for the rebuilding. I thank you, God, that every breach that we've had, Lord, in our souls, I- I- circumstances in life that would want us to keep our eyes fixed on those, on those trials, those traumas, and those dramas, I thank you, God, that you are rebuilding us, God, and you are, you are the repairer of the breach, and yet you call us to be part of that, to repair the breach. Um, that, that is in your body of Christ mm-hmm. and that though we have nothing God yet we have everything in you and I thank you and I just want to release a blessing over Jubilee Church everyone who's here right yes. now in the flesh and online I release the blessing of the Lord is rebuilding you the Lord is rebuilding you from the inside out and he is rebuilding you in your heart broken hearts are uh, being renewed in the love of God in, in the purposes of God in the promises of God and it is God's redeemed time now and his good pleasure to give mm-hmm. you the kingdom Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. And I just release the kingdom over Jubilee. Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy yes, Ghost. Yes. That though we're there, there were fires, yet we come forth as gold. Because of you, Jesus. Because of you, Jesus. And we give you all the glory. And we keep our eyes fixed upon you. And I thank you, God, for, for everything that is lost is now counted as gain. Because we have gained Jesus. And we just say more, Lord. And I just release a blessing. Whoa! Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. by the power of God uh, <laughs> a release of Holy Spirit quickening unto this rebuilding amen. and encouragement that it's time to stand and take your place at the wall <laughs> of the rebuilding of the body of Christ and that no one's left out and everybody has their place yes. and it's, it's a simple saying yes to Jesus that's all it is and so thank you God your yoke is easy and your burden is light amen and amen
0: amen amen, amen. amen. alright we're going to go ahead and take the last 11 minutes to make break into small groups. We uh, continue to found, put a foundation every day by reading the Scripture aloud and building uh, a, a like-minded, one mouth, one heart, one, and it's happening through the Scripture and by the Spirit. So if you had your reading today in Matthew 21 and 1 Corinthians 5, bring what you heard the Lord burn in your heart. Otherwise, you can share where you are, what God's saying so let's go. Break up in like two, three people, not too large of a group, and then we'll. And I'm going to meet with everybody online, and we're going to go into Matthew 21. So small groups for 10 minutes, and then we'll we'll return with a blessing for everyone. <clears throat> All right. So praise God. Matthew 21. T- you know I'm liking uh, what we're doing by just taking not going through the multiple. Gospels at the same time, but going along and just taking one chapter in the gospel because I'm noticing in today's reading, we begin with the triumphal entry. So Jesus is now entering into Jerusalem on a donkey in humility and overthrowing all of the pride that has rested upon that city and upon the religious rule. So he is, the people are exploding in worship. Hosanna, 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 blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. But he's sitting on a donkey. He's coming in humility, the the meekness. Then he goes into the temple. And when he comes in the temple, he cleans the temple out because it's become more about merchandise, more about commerce, all that was approved in, in the scripture, but it was abused in practice. So he cleanses the temple. And then he says, thy house is to be a house of prayer for all nations. And once that is established, he starts to declare that. And the Pharisees become upset because in the midst of the the the, the prayer and the praise is the praise of the children going about saying, Hosanna, Hosanna. And so they're telling him, You've got to do you hear what they're saying? And he says, Yeah, of course. It's written, my house shall be called a house of prayer for all nations. Then he goes on, he says, yeah, but um, yeah, I won't read the scripture. I'll just tell you. He says, when they said, the children, tell the children to stop. He says, have you here? He says, they're saying, have you never read that it was written that out of the mouth of babes thou hast perfected praise. So God was using the praise to create a place where the kingdom could operate as God ordained for it inside the temple of God the house of prayer for all nations. So this is phenomenal. In fact, in today's prayer one of the one of the prayers that came out was that through the prayer of praise we're going to see the outpouring of the spirit and gifts. So David Jesus is moving. He's cleansed the temple. He's he's called the praise forward and now he returns home. He and he show, demonstrates the power of faith by the cursing of the fig tree and the commanding that even mountains will move if you don't doubt in your heart. When he returns that later the next day, he's in the temple. So this is day two, so Monday. And it's, it, the temple is in function. It's under the auspices of the Lord, the Messiah. He's ministering. And now the religious start to crowd to try to impose their, their restraint. So they come and they say, "Well, tell us by whose authority and by what name are you doing this?" And Jesus said, "Well, I'll ask you a question. If you answer me, then I'll answer you. Was the baptism of John uh, from heaven or from men?" And so they reasoned that, "Well, if we say from heaven, he'll say, "Why didn't you why didn't you then f- obey? Why didn't you believe?" But if we say from men, we're afraid the people took John to be a a prophet." So the 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 authority structure of religion is being dismantled by the by the true king in the house of his father and the glory of god is dismantling the the fragmentation of man trying to hold it in its own control so uh, then what's going on from there he goes on to say that um the, the, he says, if you won't tell me, they say, we don't know. Then he said, well, I won't tell you what, uh, what authority I come from. So the, he gives three parables or two parables and a proclamation. He's, he talks about two sons because he's getting to the fact that we can be steeped in religion but not obedient to the Lord. We can, we can have the form of godliness but deny the power. And with that becomes a it's shown in these two sons father says to him two sons he says I want you to go work in the vineyard and the first one says no I won't but afterwards he thinks about it and he repents and so he goes out to work then he's then the uh, he said the other son said yeah I'll go I'll go work And but he doesn't doesn't show he doesn't go he says he will go, but he doesn't go and one says they won't go But then he he does go and he's saying this is the essence of the kingdom It's 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 found in the obedience you can start with a bad attitude if you'll 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 submit to what's being said and give Place to what's being said and God has no place for someone who's ready to say yes, but never do what they say so Jesus was really drawing people to a, a new a new standard, the standard of the kingdom. So I always like to look at the gospels. I'm going to be judged by the gospels though I cannot live them. But if I live in Christ, then Christ's word will begin to find access through me because his transformation, his truth will make me free and I'll be flowing in it. So then he goes and he talks about this vineyard that was planted. Fabulous vineyard. Everything put in place, walls, vines and put leased out And then the man who owned it went to a far country, and he sent some servants to get the fruit of it. But as they went to get the fruit, the the vine, the leases, the guys who had the vine, thought, we're not gonna give you any of this. They forgot ownership. They forgot that this was not their vineyard. They were caring for a vineyard that was someone else's. They needed to return the fruit. So they beat one of the servants, and, and they stoned somebody else, killed somebody, and did this two times. And Finally, the master of the vineyard says, I'm going to send my son. They'll listen to my son. And so, when they, this, they see the son, rather than respecting the son, which is Saul speaking of Jesus, the son of man, they go, um, This is the heir. If we get rid of the heir, we can have the inheritance. I mean, no clue. But you don't take things from God when He puts things in our life, you don't, they're not yours to grab if you want them. They're not yours to displace someone because you want what they've got. So they killed them. They killed them. So what happens is the owner, he says, what's the owner of the vineyard going to do when he comes? He says, he'll destroy those wicked men miserably. Lease the vineyard to other vine dressers who will render him the fruit of their seasons. So we're talking about the messiah coming into jerusalem he has two full days sunday monday let's say that he is in total authority and stopping all authority then we're going to go as tomorrow we'll see that they start to question him to try to to try to entrap him and yet he finally silences everybody's questioning so he closes this chapter 21 though that's tomorrow He says, Jesus said to them, have you never read in the scriptures, the stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. This was the Lord's doing and it's marvelous in our eyes. So the builders who were being given responsibility to be building could not perceive the value of the stone that they rejected as the chief cornerstone because Jesus is not coming in the spirit of religious but in the spirit of humility and meekness. He's coming in submission to the Father. He's coming in the agape love. He's coming to lay down his life and so he is this cornerstone that's being rejected to which now we're being joined together and built into a habitation for God and the Spirit. So he says, I say, the kingdom of God will be taken from you and given to a nation bearing the fruits of it. And whoever falls on this stone will be broken, but whomever it falls, it will grind him to powder. There is no, there is no, there is no missing brokenness because we are not capable of holding glory in humanity unless humanity is broken in submission to God. I wrote this today in the, after my prayer watches, and I wrote it just as a note to myself. Glory exposes our weaknesses until our weakness, and until on our weakness, His glory rests. See, if I, it's a picture of the weighty God. Think of God, the Kabad, the weight of His glory. It's weighty, so He's heavy. And he comes and he sits in a frail chair inside our little house of our heart. And he breaks the chair. What was functional for man and for our life can't hold the glory. He, we, we have a, a, a frail frame and he bends it because he's making room for himself. But he's not coming to perfection, but to brokenness. Because the high and lofty one who inhabits eternity, whose name is holy, He dwells with those who are broken and contrite spirit, to revive the heart of the broken and the the spirit of the contrite. So what happens is He exposes what we don't want to see. He brings us into things we don't want to look at. We think, oh, no, this is disapproval. No, it's like Diana had said earlier, this is God coming in His mercy, letting His glory sit on us in a moment when we can begin to be undone by His glory. Like, like uh, Isaiah was in chapter 6, and oh no, I'm undone. I see the glory. I see who I am. I see the glory. I see who I am. I see the glory. I see who I am. I need to be cleansed from my unclean lips. And now I'm expre- accepting an offer that I might not have seen as needed because prior to seeing the God in his high-lifted way place, I saw myself pretty good. So this is a powerful moment. Jesus is coming to bring to to take possession, he knows his uh, purpose is to become the sacrifice of sin on Passover. He knows that his father has asked uh, for him to be the to to be the lamb that he can put all of the sin on and carry away. So he's he knows where he's going. But we are beginning to see the forerunner of what's going to happen in Pentecost when he steps in with glory. So I want to bless us with keep. Keep YOU KNOW, 1 CORINTHIANS 5 WAS, YOU KNOW, A TOUGH CHAPTER BECAUSE YOU'RE TALKING ABOUT HOW WE CAN DEAL WITH SIN BY JUST, just WANTING TO BE PROUD OR WE CAN GO INTO A MOURNING AND WANTING GOD TO BRING ABOUT A CHANGE and, AND YET NOT TRY TO GET OUT FROM THE RELATIONSHIPS OF THE WORLD THAT ARE IN SIN, BUT THE RELATIONSHIPS OF, of, of THE CHURCH THAT WANT TO CONTINUE AS THOUGH IT IS NOT SIN. AND THEN WE'RE GOING TO GET INTO, it. Just, IT'S JUST REALLY MEAT AND POTATOES LIVING. Chapter 6, we'll get into lawsuits and what happens when we get in offense, offense. But that's tomorrow. God bless. I'm going to pray, bring us all back in and release a blessing to us, and then we'll get on. We'll see you Sunday. Please register for one of our watches too. Thanks. Okay. I want to release a blessing. You can continue on your, your conversation, but I want to close the service and those online. Lord, I thank you that you are a faithful God. I am so grateful for the truth of your word. I'm so grateful that as I we abide in Your Word, you we come to know the truth, and the truth makes us free. And we abide in You, and Your words abide in us. We begin to be those branches that have the budding, the budding of of the of the flowering of the prep, uh, preparation of the fruit of the harvest. And we're asking You, Lord, to to give us the grace inside your word to continue to submit to the truth in your word to come to Jesus and, and, and allow you to take your place of lordship in front of us and, and we turn to you and your eyes you cause us to begin to have a healing encounters where we've been broken by your glory where your glory has exposed our brokenness we do not try to hide but we come and present ourselves that you would rest upon us that you would be the glory that covers you would be the tabernacle in the midst you are the chief cornerstone. We thank you the way you're working so strongly. Move us into preparation for what you'll be doing with us in the midst of us during the returning, during Sukkot in 14th through the 16th of October. Bless the next month's reading and bless this Sunday as we gather in Jesus' name. Amen.